Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You know what the music means. Chuck Smith is here, Dr. Rush. And Chuck, it is good to have you on this Tuesday. Happy New Year, my man, to you and your family. And uh, a new year brings new challenges. I want to start with what Mike and I started the show with, what pretty much everybody around America is talking about, and that is safety. DeMar Hamlin, Um, he had his heartbeat restored after suffering cardiac arrest Monday night. I didn't know. I'm I'm guessing many people who watch this and are listening now didn't know the severity of it. But when you hear – you know, Joe Buck say they're giving CPR. Right. You know something is different. And, Chuck, I just want to ask you about your experience of, of you know, I, I don't know if you've ever experienced anything like this, but as a ball player and being around guys and seeing the way guys reacted last night on both teams, I think told the entire story. Well, it, it hit home because, you know, the NFL is a brotherhood. Whether you're retired or playing, when you've ever put – your body on the line and get on that field and compete, you know there are dangers that come with, you know, playing at that highest level. But I never thought that you'd see this kind of danger and this kind of uh, traumatic injury and what would happen in the game, and it's unprecedented when not only do you see a teammate go down, but you see him fighting for his life. You see them giving him CPR, you know, for 10 minutes. You know, you see them, you know, do put the defibrillator on him. It mentally, when you think about that, it just, it's horrible. And then realizing that, you know, this is a young man, his dream is to play football. And whereas we know we get injuries, but you never think that this game is going to take your life. Right. And all the news that I'm hearing about now, you know, from his family and the doctors, what little they're saying is positive that it's not something that's coming out that's negative. But I feel for him. But as a player, it's, uh, it, it was uh, tough to, for me to watch. But I also have a lot of respect and um, understanding how his mother and his family would feel because that's way bigger than my feelings right now. Mm. Yeah, I, I just felt, uh, Chuck, watching it, and I, I couldn't imagine anyone coming from any other viewpoint on it. I just don't know how you can regroup. I, I mean, you can go in the locker room, but, I mean, how do you shake that? I mean, and that's something that doesn't shake in exactly 36 hours either. So there was just no way I thought they could ever get back on the field. You know what? Just just shaking that, there's no way they could have went back on the field. Yeah. I'm going to tell you from a bigger picture, I, and you guys have heard how I talk about how I played the game, and I was reckless. I didn't really care about other players when it comes to injuries and most of the other guys in my era didn't care either. But this one right here changed my thinking a little bit when you think about the severity of what happened from the standpoint of if I'm a player now, I'm thinking about that in the game and thinking about you know, at one point, the high, listen, at one point as bad as it sounds, one of the worst things that players never talked about that, that has happened before in the NFL 
there have been guys get paralyzed. But now there's another level of fear that has to be taken into account is that you could lose your life when it, if something like this, no matter when they find out more about what happened, you know, it takes it to another level. So I see things like as canceling the game, no question. I see things as how do they, they're talking about rescheduling. Man, I don't know, but if I'm a player and I'm going into Cincinnati or if I'm these same two teams or even, even if I'm another team, that's going to be on these guys' minds for quite some time. I can tell you that now, and that's it changed the way I see things. And I, I think the NFL is going to be a lot different the way people look at other things that can hurt you when it comes to football. One last thing for me, Chuck, on this, then I want to get to our Falcons and what you saw okay. in their win against the, the Cardinals as we get ready for the last week of the season for the Falcons. Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. I thought Sean McDermott and Zach Taylor – were awesome last night. There is no book that these coaches pull out when when these circumstances and situations happen like this. We don't know everything that was said, but as much as the coverage that we got a chance to see, I thought these two coaches handled the situation. And Mike kind of said, both of these teams were like, we're not going back out there. And the coaches were like, we're done. I just, it's rare that we get a chance to see these guys in a circumstance like this, and you just don't know how people are going to react. And I just I, I want to give them credit. Sean McDermott, guys, is the Bills coach, and obviously Zach Taylor is the coach of, of the Cincinnati Bengals. I give both coaches a lot of credit. I give, you know, the, the Cincinnati, the hospital, a lot of credit. Both teams, medical staff, and it just showed you that they were prepared and they were ready and they had a, an, an entire plan for a situation like this as well as I, I totally get the players. I love that there are players that drove down in the middle of the night, some of his friends, you know, his Pittsburgh family are, you know, or supporting him. I reached out to a couple of the guys. I know that played at Pitt that I work with just to check on them and see how they was doing. They taking it tough. But give those coaches, and I think the NFL for making the right decision, and as well as the NFL now, not even having a conversation about when the game should be made up. Not a conversation. And there's going to be some sacrifices. I don't know if you call it sacrifices for the NFL. Things aren't going to be like they was when it comes to this scheduling. So it's all about this young man and, and, and these players because this is, man, that's traumatizing. I can't imagine. I, that's, something you, that's something that you're going to see. You, people will have dreams about. Guys are going to think about who, who are those guys. And some of those people that were in those stands, man. So credit to the coaches and uh, credit also to the NFL for making sure they did the right thing and not letting it drag on because the game needed to end faster, but they still did it in a, in a respectable manner. It is our man, Big Chuck Smith, guys, on the waitfor.com hotline talking about, uh, obviously, the circumstances last night. Let's move on to the Falcons. All right, man, good news, bad news. Ritter has not thrown a pick in three games. Chuck, he has also not thrown a touchdown. Cordero Patterson yeah. dropped one that hit him right in the numbers, so he would have had our first TD. Are you seeing enough from Desmond Ritter where you say, yeah, I'll roll with him next year, or do you still need more? Well, I think right now he's the option because in the offseason, who are you going to go get? Who's out there that you feel that gives you the best upside? I've been hearing somebody say, yeah, bring in Tannehill. Hey, come on now. I mean, <laughs> listen, uh, to me, the morning things, I, I, yeah, I'd rather run with Desmond Ritter than him. All right, Lamar Jackson, come on, y'all, stop that. You really think that he's coming here? No. And so looking at some of the other guys out there, I, I think Ritter, to me, has shown 
enough to say I'll bring him to camp and he's competing with somebody else, but I'm not trying to go and get one of those two guys. But I saw some I saw some, some savvy in the kid now. On that last drive, I saw some plays he made, standing in the pocket strong, making some throws. I thought he was very well complimented by Tyler Algier, who is a stud at running back. He He's not only just proving it, he's showing it every week. He runs hard. Drake London, I think he's stepping up. I, I really saw a lot from, from those guys, and I was really impressed. And I think the quarterback – I think he hasn't disappointed. I think he's no question we'd like to see him throw more touchdowns. Patterson had a chance to help him with that. But from what he's done, I mean, they won a game. He's had some opportunities. And I think that he has an opportunity to be a solid starting NFL quarterback. Now, we don't know how – are we willing to go into next year and say, hey, we're still developing him over the first six games? I don't know how some of the veteran players will feel about that. But I, I like the kid. we got to get some more pass rush, Chuck. I know we're not there yet. We'll get past this next Sunday. Um, but for yeah. Mike and I, come January, we turn the page, and our team's not in the playoffs. I, I got to make our team better. We got to go get some pass rush, man, because I do like some of these young pieces. Troy Anderson, yeah. um, you know, Ogan Daisy, some of these guys up front, they pop at times. But we don't have enough. We just don't have enough. No, it, it's bad. It's really bad, and I know Mike Bell, nobody's talked about it. You guys have talked about it because it's well-documented that we just haven't been able to get to the quarterback. And when you look at the teams, you look at Nick Bosa, you look at the Niners, they smother quarterbacks. Look at the Eagles. The Eagles have four guys that have ten sacks. Mm. With one, with the, the next guy, Fletcher Cox, has, I think, seven and a half. So it's very frustrating, but I'll tell you one thing it does do. It keeps me on Dukes and Bell in the offseason. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. So, so I, oh. I, I, I wish the best for him, guys. But I, you know what? And, and I'm going to say this again, Mike. I kind of think I said this last week. I, I, I'm frustrated for the Falcon fans. This conversation is getting old. Hmm. I mean, it's, now it's going into a, the second coach was Dan Quinn, even before that a little bit. I'm just frustrated also for the people at the top, honestly, Arthur Blank. I mean, you're trusting the, the personnel people. You're trusting the, the advanced scouting to get it right. right. So why haven't the Falcons found that gem in the fourth round? Why haven't any of our young guys this year performed up to the standard of what we're seeing maybe the Aiden Hutchinson or the Kayvon Thibodeau or even a James Houston, not just the guys who are top picks, or an older guy, or a free agent like Lorenzo Carter. You know, I, I'm just frustrated for everybody else. I see what's going on from that standpoint, but I hope that eventually, guys, that conversation is where we've got 50 sacks and guys are getting after the quarterback. But right now, it's not the, it's not the story, and I hate it for everybody. Nah, it's just, you know, we're, we're the team that goes for the Rashid Hegemans of the world. And, you know, it's just these guys are just complete busts, you know, and Marlon Davidson. And, yeah. you know, we've, we've talked about yeah. Tack McKinley when we could have had, uh, you know, T.J. Watt, J.J.'s brother. You know, oh, he's a 3-4 guy. You know, I, I, again, I mean, by the way, Chuck, to your point, I'm not really sold. I don't know. 
where, how you grade Fontenot. There's some good things like all year. There's some other things that are kind of confusing. Hey, speaking of confusing, while we got Chuck on the horn, mm-hmm. Carl and I were just talking off the air about this. What did you make of Jalen Carter's performance? Do you just say Ohio State's got some big dogs, or was he gassed, or what, what did you make of it? We, we just spent all week saying Jalen uh, Carter was going to break things up on Ohio State's O-line. Hold up, though, Mike. What did I tell you when y'all asked me what would I, I think? Who was that? I think you asked me, what would I do to Jalen Carter? Right. I said I would turn into a backyard brawl. I would chip him when I get a chance. If I'm a double-team guy, I'm going to take him to the ground. I'm going to make him work. When he's running downfield, I'm going to take a cheap shot at him. I want to see how the bully reacts. So what you saw is guys getting after him. I talked about Ohio State is a powerhouse. They are Georgia. They are Alabama. They are in that class. Mm. So their players are in that class. So what you saw there, they went at him. And another thing you saw also from Georgia's standpoint, I mean, they were chasing the quarterback. I mean, you know, they were missing a lot of plays, so they were, you know, they had him moving. But I think they took it, they went after him like he wasn't the guy that everybody says was going to beat them up. That's what you do to good players. You make him work. And that's what happened with Jalen. They went after him, and that's what they should have done. You know, and, he, and again, he made some plays, but, you know, I, I, I was impressed by Ohio State. And, guys, just because everybody's saying you're going to be the number one pick don't mean Ohio State cares. <laughs> That's just how it goes. Well, you know what? I don't think TCU cares either. I, I, I'm going to say this. Nope. And dog fans, I hear you right now. Oh, Dukes! They're not going to lay down either. <laughs> They're not going to lay down either. And everybody that was telling me the Big 12 and all TCU's not this and that, they found a way. Guys, they led the entire game against Michigan. Michigan was giving up 13 points a game this season. They ran through them like a hot knife through butter. So if you think that they're just going to show up and be like, oh, well, Georgia, you got the defending national champ, it's not going to be that easy, no. especially on a neutral site. I cannot wait for this game, but I will tell you exactly what I agree with you totally, Chuck, when it comes to these guys and their best players. Let's go at them. Let's see what they've got. And and I think Sonny Dykes, I know this. That's how he coaches. They're going to go at Georgia's best players. Yeah. Keely Ringo better get ready. I'm telling you right now. Mm-hmm. They're going to go at him. So it's going to be interesting. we got to run, man. Always good to talk with you. Okay. We're going to talk about what we can expect this last week for the Falcons on Friday with you, man. But get us out of here. All right, guys, live life every day like it's third nature. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Over here. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.